Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. All right, welcome back. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. 20 minutes from now, John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. will check in. You Vikings fans in the listening audience in uh, 140 or thereabouts. We'll spend a few minutes with Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Maybe get an update from him on the walking wounded, in particular the offensive line for the Minnesota Vikings. Trent, let's do uh, spend some time NFL-wise um, in a couple of different areas. But we had Frank Schwab, we had two really, I thought, really solid guests in the first hour. Um, Blair Kirkhoff, who I, we both enjoy speaking with. And I know there's a lot of people that check in. Your lunch is at 1 every day, so you're checking in now. You can always catch any portion of the show, our podcast page. You can go over to 1700, pick it up there, or just search Ken Miller Show, mm-hmm. and it'll pop up. And you know, you Stitcher, Apple I, uh, Podcast, whatever it is. That's all foreign to me, but I'll take your word for you it. You can just listen there, and you don't have to miss any part of the show. And we appreciate that, and uh, we appreciate you catching up if you are unable to, to listen to us live. So with the NFL and with Carson Wentz out, Frank's opinion is that the NFC is now, he, he thought the Saints, Saints might be the, the team to beat. Vikings have the tiebreaker on them. They they beat them right. in the regular seasons. They it got seems a tiebreaker. Like a billion years ago, it was a billion years ago. <laughs> um, Vikings ten and three. The Saints are nine and four. Minnesota's got offensive line issues at this point. You hate to say that because that was clearly one of the main reasons that their season fell apart last year. I mean, they they just couldn't. Poor Matthew Stafford got the absolute bejesus kicked mm-hmm. out of him uh, on an weekly basis last year. And one of the reasons for the resurgence of this Vikings team was because they were able to go out in the offseason and bring in guys. Mike Remmers, right tackle, I didn't think he was worth a damn. No. I watched him get beat repeatedly by Von Miller, who admittedly beats a lot of guys at that spot in the Super Bowl, but he was like a swinging gate. But he's been a lot better when he's been brought into that line. Riley Reef takes over the left tackle. They draft a center from Ohio State in Elf Line, who's been really, really good. Mm -hmm. This offensive line has been one of the main reasons. Now, all of a sudden, Elf lines out. Remmers is out. Riley Reef leaves in a walking boot. I haven't seen an update. Um, but if they do have to mix and match and try to hold that bad boy together, uh, maybe the Saints are the team. Yes. I mean, Searles had to go from guard. They had to kick him out to the tackle spot. Mm-hmm. Reef, not only is dealing with the injuries, not playing very well compared to what he was early the first, in the year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's and part of it certainly is probably the injury, but mm-hmm. he hasn't been at that same level. And and you're exactly right. Offensive line, the leap that they took, oh. put him in that position. And though Case Keenum, though we were talking about this yesterday, him moving around, it just it gets me every time mm-hmm. how this guy can do that. You have to move around a lot more, though, that offensive line. For his life. Yes, continues down this route. I like the Saints. They just lost Thursday night. Mm-hmm. Kamara got hurt in the first, first series did? of the game, though, and he's been terrific. You know, I saw a tweet. Um, Kamara, Kenyon Drake, T.J. Yeldon, (laughs) Derrick Henry, all part of the 2013 Alabama. They're on the roster together. That's crazy. Think about that four-pack I just named and the impact that they're having at this level. On one college team. On one college team. Not program. At the same time. Not not a, it's a long lineage. No, this, they were on the same team. Yes. I also uh, got a kick because I think Kamara, the most touches he ever got at Tennessee was like 122 or something like that. Mm. No wonder Butch Jones, it didn't work yeah, out for no, him. You only no do wonder. that. 
But back to the NFC as a whole, I don't love anybody right now. The Vikings, it's still, can you envision Case Keenum? Well, you know who the, the two favorites are to win the Super Bowl? They're both AFC teams. Yeah. And then it's a massive gap, and then mm-hmm. it's a whole bunch of NFC teams before you come back to it, and probably Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be, you know. The same kind of thing, though. Right? Blake Bortles to win three playoff games no, just thanks. to get there. Four to win the whole thing? No. No. Not going to happen. It's just might as well burn your money. Mm-hmm. What about the Packers? Now, they're, you have to caution. It's not as simple as them just winning these final three. And there's they need no, help. Right, and there's been no determination on Rodgers. I thought it was a foregone conclusion. Mm-hmm. They, The Packers said yesterday that they hope to make an announcement today. Well, we're midway through today, right. and there's been no announcement as of yet that I've seen. And I'm never off Twitter. Right. <laughs> I know that well. Right. You got that thing scrolling all throughout love the show. Love it. Yes. Right. Love it. And there's been nothing that I've seen. And I'm over here eating burritos while you're going through Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I, the Packers get in. I could buy it. Carolina. Oh, no. I'm, Atlanta, I'm not buying. I buy the, I could buy the Saints why, as somebody. Why, why don't you buy Atlanta? Matt Ryan is he's taking a He hasn't had a good back. year. He's, had, he's taking two steps back this year. Defense, I think they're still solid. They're all right. Not what they're built on. They did it at home last year. They're not going to be able to do that this year. I and I think I think Carolina is built better to win a road game, win an NFC championship in Philly, in Minnesota, than I do Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I don't see that team going How in. How about and, that division though? The NFC South is yeah. a bastard. Is yes. Poor Dirk Cutter. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's a, a great segue, Trent, because I, I spent some time last night, um, or well, I don't know, when, whenever, yesterday at some point. Black Monday in the NFL. Yeah. This is going to be, there are going to be maybe as many as nine okay. teams change their head coach, if you factor in McAdoo, who's already changed. So there's one. So let's start in the NFC. We'll start in the NFC East. Okay. Um, does Jay Gruden survive? No. Okay. He just got a contract, I understand, last yep. year. But Dan Snyder's the owner and he's got a very he's got a very quick trigger. And the only reason that he really came back last year is because Snyder wanted to show that he didn't mm-hmm. have an itchy trigger right. finger. He gave him the extension. Well, right, now he's going to have to pay for it. I agree. So that that's two because we two. both think. What about Jason Garrett? He's got to be fired. I think if, if they if they don't get in what does he do for that? Yeah. I just I don't think he's that good of a coach. I think for sure two, and I'm going to go with you that there'll be three in that division. Okay. Let's go to the north. Zimmer's fine. Yeah. yeah. McCarthy's fine. Right. Fox is gone. Fox is gone. So that's, what are we up to? Four. That's four. And I'm hearing more and more about, and Caldwell, Caldwell is on who sounded this session this year, mm-hmm. they're sick of him up there. Mm-hmm. They're sick of That could be five. That could be five. Let's go to the south. Dick Cutter is gone. That's six. That's six. The other three are fine. Now, if we go to the NFC West, I think there's going to be a change. You know where I think it's going to be? I think it's going to be in Arizona, and Bruce Arians just might be fed up. I'm not sure he gets fired, just but I'm retire. just wondering if he's done. Yeah. Okay. So what are we at? Six? All right. We're up to Let's six. Let's go up to the uh, AFC East. Um, Gase, okay? I think he's okay. I think he's okay. I think Bowles is okay. I don't see a change in that division. Okay. Drop down to the north. Marvin Lewis has to go. Yes. Has to go. It's Hugh time. Jackson got a vote of confidence, but John Dorsey just took over that job. Maybe he wants his own guy. Mm-hmm. We're up to eight, potentially. Seven. Chuck Pagano is as good as gone in the South. There's nine. 
That's nine. Any way that Houston. Bill O'Brien. That was my next words right out of my yeah. mouth. Now he's got he's he's an offensive mind. He's got a off he's got a quarterback who looks like he's got a massive future ahead of him. Yep. I think I think he probably survives because you want well, what's the knock on John Fox with his rookie quarterback? He's a defensive guy. Yeah. Bill O'Brien's an offensive guy. Can he shape Deshaun Watson into some of the quarterbacks that he's coached in the past? And you I see from survives. where he was week one to, what was that, week five, six? Yeah, when he went down, right? Yeah, when he was I mean, in the, practice. The game in Seattle. <laughs> oh, that was unbelievable. <laughs> it was probably game of the year. Might have been. I mean, if you like points. Yeah. Sunday <laughs> night was fun, too, but yeah. that one's right up there. No. Certainly, that'll be in the top ten list that mm-hmm. we'll watch. In March and then mm-hmm. April and May. Yeah. No, on NFL Network, where so we're looking for something. are we saying Bill O'Brien safe? Let's call him safe. I agree. Um, AFC West, to wrap things up here. I, I think Vance Joseph is, it's only year one. <sighs> Gone. One and done. One and done. Jack Del Rio in Oakland. Done. That's double digits. <laughs> So say we miss, and there's always one yeah. that you don't see coming. Kind of comes out of nowhere. It comes out of yeah, nowhere. Yeah, so I'll, 10, 11, 12? Well, I don't think it'll end up being that many, but point being, this could be, uh, there's going to be some carnage here. All right, give me this then. I, I'm going to take you in a different direction. So we know there'll be coordinators. There'll be mm-hmm. retreads. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll get all of that. Give me a college coach. That starts the domino effect back the other way. To the NFL. To the NFL, because I have one in my mind. One in my mind that is a prominent name, had a prominent college, that it's probably time for him to take that look. I hope it's not Harbaugh. Not Harbaugh, no. Okay. Not going there. Um, I don't want to see is, that. Is it, is it in that division of the Big Ten? Uh, it's in that area of the country. Okay, in that area of the country. So it's not Herb. Nope. Um Upper Midwest. Hmm. It's a Catholic school. Really? Brian Kelly. Brian Kelly, huh? Got him back to at least respectability well, they this were, year. Well, they were really good for a while. I mean, they were in contention until they um, you know, had those blowouts. But the, they got embarrassed in Miami. They did. Just crushed. The Wolves continue to circle. Yeah. It's, the, mm. it's such a difficult job. Mm-hmm. Lou Holtz. Didn't last this long. Mm-mm. He's get, it would be your number nine next year for Brian Kelly. Mm. You go through and and what a meat grinder that job is. Okay, if there's ever a time for Brian, how, Brian Kelly early fifties maybe. Yeah, I would say. I I don't. He's he's not pushing sixty. He's got to be fifty two, fifty three, somewhere in there. Fifty six. Is he? So, uh, but the time would be now, right? Well, he's running get, out of time. If, he's if you're going to take go. six, seven years, you know, hmm. best case in the NFL. The time to do it is now. Now, what, what the connection is, I have no idea. But that that was kind of because I was thinking about the same thing when I was thinking of John Fox and where are they going to turn. I personally don't want to see Brian Kelly with my Bears. <laughs> right. But that was one that there was a college coach who would be a likely name. Not who you want to see, but a likely one. And Brian Kelly, I kept going back to that one. Yeah, it makes some sense. You know, speaking of your Bears, Devin Hester announced his retirement mm. today as, as, as dominant of a kick returner, punt kick returner, uh, is ever is ever played. We see specialists get into the Hall of Fame, Trent. Now, yes. it usually takes a while. We're, I'm referring to kickers mm-hmm. uh, that um, that gain uh, admittance into the uh, Hall of Fame in Canton. Devin Hester is a one trick pony. Yep, 
Um, but as good as there ever was at that, right? He yes. was. He set the bar, and, and it's going to be a while before anybody gets over that bar. Is he a Hall of Famer? I mean, he won't be. He won't be. He'll be one of those things that lingers out there. Maybe that's a down year. That that I. Is there room for Devin Hester, a punt slash kick returner in the NFL? Yes. And I say the same thing with the best kicker, whoever you want to make the argument mm-hmm. for, the best punter. Those are positions. And yeah, this is guys in the Hall of Fame. Yes. So if those guys are in, if you're talking about a football, you know, Adam Hall Vinatieri of Fame. will get in to he the should. Hall of Fame. No, Absolutely. He, he has yeah. to. He has to, yes. For that kick in Buffalo yeah. this past weekend and right. nothing else. And the kick in the snow to well, yeah, but against one, Oakland. And, I, and That's true. But the snow in the uh, in the Oakland game, <laughs> right. um, it was surpassed this week. Yeah. That, that was the tuck game. Yes. The tuck game. Uh, but, yeah, but, yeah, Devin Hester yeah. is the best return. 14 punt returns, five kickoff returns for touchdowns. Did a little bit offensively, but... Not much, but yeah. He was the best return man in mm-hmm. football, and I've never seen one better. Now, anybody no. come close? No. Not, no. We I, see glimpses. Who was the Chiefs guy that was had like a three-year run? Oh, it started with the D, and I hated him. Um, oh, God. Dexter? Was, no, no. Number 14, right? Or number 14? Oh, my God. He's on Devontae. Um, started with a D. Come on, young young brain. Help this old brain out. It's um, um, no, you're Googling. Dante Hall. Dante Hall. Thank Dante you. I knew it was a D. Hall. Yeah, he was really good. For like three years. Yep. And then he just completely disappeared. Right. Hester was sustained. Mm-hmm. Without him, there's no way that team goes to a Super Bowl. Without him... A lot of those ten and six sneak into the playoff years, not even a playoff team, because they had no offense. It was Kyle Orton and Rex Grossman and other garbage quarterbacks, and just not a whole lot of advanced thinking on the offensive side. Mm-hmm. Because they got a great defense. I thought Kyle Orton's rookie year. I thought he was. Uh, I mean, he helped that team significantly. Let's not let's not kind of gloss over his he, contribution. He to kept that team. it together. Yes, he did. He kept it together, and then turned it back over to Grossman when it was. Yep. And they went a long way. They did <laughs> right. to the Super Bowl. To the Super Bowl and a rainy day in Miami or Tampa, Miami, Miami. Yeah, and Devin Hester returned the, the opening, opening kickoff. kickoff. Mm-hmm. The bright moment for the Bears. No, it was. It was a bright moment. Time out. Uh, we will come back. John Miller, was you ready to talk some Hawkeye hoops? Yes, absolutely. We'll do that with John Miller next. Uh, still to come, Tim Yotter. We'll update you on the Vikings before we get back into uh, uh, finishing strong here on a Tuesday edition of the Ken Miller Show at 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. The Rookie is Central Iowa's leader in sports cards, collectibles, supplies, and memorabilia. The Rookie has a large selection of vintage and modern-day sports cards for brands such as Topps, Upper Deck, and Panini. Whether you're starting a new collection or building your own, The Rookie has all your needs from football, basketball, baseball, hockey, UFC, and more. It's time to collect. Stop by The Rookie, 9992 Swanson Boulevard, right across from the Willis Auto Campus. And online at therookiesportscards.com. The ALS Association is the only national nonprofit health organization dedicated solely to the fight against ALS. It covers research, care services, public education, and advocacy, and providing help and hope with those facing the disease. Our vision is to create a world without ALS, and our chapter serves this vision by raising funds to provide local care services and quality of life to Iowans living with ALS. All of us at the ALS Association Iowa chapter would like to thank our donors, sponsors, and supporters for their generosity. 
premier college basketball event in the Midwest. The High V Classic returns to Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines Saturday, December 16th. See the Iowa Hawkeyes take on the Drake Bulldogs at 1 p.m., followed by the Iowa State Cyclones and the UNI Panthers at 3.30. Tickets are available now at highvtix.com, the Wells Fargo Arena box office, any Des Moines or Ames High V location, or by calling 844-55-HIGH-V. It's Macy's one-day sale. Shop incredible deals of the day, Tuesday and Wednesday, like 60% off sweaters for him and for her. Take 50% off coats for him and packable styles for her. Save 40 to 75% on select fine jewelry. Eight-piece bed ensembles from Fairfield Square Collection, just $29.99. And tools of the trade cookware, only $9.99. Macy's one-day sale. The perfect gift brings people together. Savings off regular and sale prices. Exclusions apply. Every time you light a cigarette, you're taking away five minutes of your life. What matters most, a cigarette or your family? This is Ashley with Central Iowa Vapors, and I'm not going to beg you, but what I am going to do is let you know Central Iowa Vapors is here to save you. Stop into Central Iowa Vapors and allow yourself the freedom again. I challenge you to come in to Central Iowa Vapors and make the switch today and throw the cigarettes away. The professionals at Central Iowa Vapors are ready when you are. Visit us online at iowaesigs.com for location details. And always remember, it's not smoke, it's vapor. As a bee emoji, there's nothing I love more than a strong shot of nectar. But getting behind the wheel when you're buzzed? That makes me want to sting. Drive sober and make zero fatalities your goal in Iowa. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Bellagio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Cap is back. Flag Guy here. We're proud to sponsor the foremost expert on all things Chicago, Dave Kaplan, weekly here on the Ken Miller Show. While Cap has the behind the scenes on your favorite Chicago sports team, we have the flags, Bears, Bulls, Blackhawks, Sox, Cubs. We've got them all. Northwestern, too. I guess they kind of count. Check out our Chicago flags and a whole lot more online at heartlandflags.com. And peep the retail store, too. 3719 Southwest 9th, Des Moines. Hi, I'm Baron Geiger, president of Caring Hands in Altoona. For 15 years, Caring Hands has been providing food, clothing, and other types of assistance to our neighbors here in the Southeast Polk community in Pleasant Hill and in Bondurant. We'd like to take this opportunity to thank our many donors and volunteers. Together, we have provided over 180,000 meals and over 30,000 items of clothing this year. If you're interested in partnering or helping out at Caring Hands, you can find all the information you need at our website, caringhandsiowa.org. On behalf of all of us from here at Caring Hands, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas. Christmas. 
Hey guys, Trent Condon here from 1700. You've been hearing me for a couple of months talk about New Leaf Wellness. I'm on a couple of programs helping me lose weight, and it has worked outstanding for me. The two treatment programs that I'm on right now, the GAC and the MIC, helping me with my energy levels, weight loss, increasing muscle tone. It's worked wonderfully for me. New Leaf Wellness has a lot of different programs they can help with guys out there. Low testosterone, maybe you're battling migraines, looking to lose weight, or maybe you just hit a plateau in your workout system. New Leaf Wellness can help you like they've helped me. What I want you to do, give them a call today, 515-650-1358. That's 650-1358. Give them a call. Let's feel better together. New Year right around the corner. It's New Leaf Wellness, 650-1358. You found your home for real sports talk for real sports fans. 1700 KBGG. Welcome back. It's the Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Trent and I are here with you until uh, 2 o'clock, as we are every Monday through Friday. Hawkeye Huddle tonight, Creighton and Ridge, 5 to 6. Uh, the boys will be here as they are each and every Tuesday. Talking Hawks at 5, I'm guessing Tom Caker will be a part of it, right? He uh, the first time he wasn't in a long time. Because they were on location. Oh, uh, they were. They were up in uh, Jefferson at yeah. the Wild Rose uh, outlet, the casino in uh, in Jefferson. Well, uh, Hawkeye Nation is uh, going to join us. He's John Miller, a part of Hawkeye Nation, uh, the founder of Hawkeye Nation, and he joins us. Uh, John, uh, Trent, and Ken, how are you? I'm doing just fine, fellas. You got your Christmas shopping done yet? Uh, yes. How about you? No. <laughs> no. Have you started no. yet? Yeah. I mean, it's, my wife is basically handles all that and we'd use amazon.com and we have deliveries every day so beautiful that is the brings in the christmas spirit that way no i love it we've had our decorations up john since cyhawk football <laughs> oh my gosh yeah. no, I'm, we're, we're, when we're, do you when, when do you start playing christmas music oh don't do that I never do that i'm not a big um i only like two or three songs um you know, december but the decorations okay. have been up since second week okay. in september okay not sure That's why well, it was warm when you did it, right? Yeah, I mean, not me. I just uh, sat in my chair as I normally do and watch my wife do whatever it is that she does. All right, well, if she wants to do that, it's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, um, did you watch Drake, Minnesota last night by chance? You know, I followed a little bit of, a little bit of it on Twitter. Uh, in-laws were in town, so we were out and about. But um, I, I did read up on it, and I, I've certainly been following Drake from afar a little bit this year. Yeah. I don't think anybody expected them to be doing what they're doing, and, and that game against Iowa all of a sudden seems a lot more uh, daunting it, than it did it, a few weeks ago. No question about it, John. You know what it reminds me of? Uh, and you were, <laughs> you had two hours a day to do it. Uh, two thousand and eight, right? I mean, the, the, when uh, a kind of out of nowhere story, and and what a big talker it was. And I'm not saying that they're going to dominate like that, but I don't know if I've talked Drake basketball since then, John. Well, yeah, it was oh eight oh nine, so that would have been March of oh nine, and. Uh, yeah, there were events that took place in the studio that yeah. time. Maybe we don't talk about Drake basketball after that. But, yeah, that was a great, amazing season. Um, it was so much fun to be even, you know, I can't say that I was a part of it, but I think we, you know, at the old shop, we, yeah. we were. Yep. We definitely all engaged in it. It was so much fun. They played a, a very entertaining style of basketball, and you had the Keno Davis local angle, but, yeah, maybe uh, maybe Haley's Comet's coming around again this year for Drake. Yeah, up until the uh, Hawkeye Rose Bowl team, it was my favorite quote team to you know spend a significant amount of uh, hours dedicated to to talking about them. Well, John, uh, let's get to uh, the, to the Hawks and let's start basketball wise. Um, I mean, I, I there's 
we we've all looks at this point as we're going to have egg on our face as far as we right. thought this program was going to be, and there's still time to turn it around. But I'm not sure with the roster the way it's constituted that there is an in season turnaround in the offing. John, am I wrong? Can can this roster come together and maybe not get to where everybody thought they were going to be as an NCAA team, but a team that's in the conversation? Well, that's, that's the hope, and you know. I, I, I kind of made a, you know, cross the mental Rubicon this weekend where I said, all right, this team isn't going to be what I thought it was going to be. And we can write about that and talk, or not we, I can write about that. I can talk about that after the season's over and, and, and lament and this, that, and the other. But if I do that every freaking week, the next three months, I'm going to wear myself out and much less the people that, you know, still have an interest in reading me. So I'm like, all right, we just need to see progress. And so I went to Ken Pomeroy's website on Sunday just, and I'm like, all right, this, you know, people keep saying from the outside, this is a young team. This is a young team. And I'm like, all right, well, let me go see. So I went to Ken Pomeroy's site, and I looked at his experience rating of ever, all 351 teams. And by how he measures experience is the age of the roster, not like minutes played last year and, you know, not, not veterans, but their age classification. Are they a freshman? Are they a sophomore, junior, or senior? And Iowa, out of 351 Division One teams, Iowa is 335th. That means that the 16th youngest team age roster-wise in the sport. Wisconsin is the 15th youngest team, and Wisconsin's sitting there at 4-7, and seven, and Iowa's sitting there at 5-6. and six. Now, some people are going to say, okay, John, that's just an excuse. And, yeah, listen, it's not going to change the fact what we thought this team could be, and they're probably not going to be. But I think it was a good reminder to me that this roster is still primarily made up of freshmen and sophomores. Young team, John, uh, and got a little younger with the freshman point guard getting his first minutes against Southern in Connor McCaffrey. I think you could see some of the things that they need, a backup point guard. Connor McCaffrey's not going to change the trajectory. This is not suddenly a top-20 team with him in the lineup, but a little bit of help for Bohannon. Bohannon can play more two-guard. How big of an impact do you see Bohannon kind of making with this team now going forward? Uh, on Bohannon or, or McCaffrey? Both, yeah, them working yeah, but, together. Yeah. I Okay, last year I said I didn't think Jordan Bohannon was a big 10-point guard right. before he played. Alone. I said the same. And I still don't think that he is, but he sure played a heck of a good job last year being forced to play what I think is out of his natural position. I think he'd be a dynamically scoring two with the right point guard. But in Iowa, he has to log a lot of point guard minutes. So I was, you know, wrong on that one. I don't think Connor McCaffrey is a Big Ten level point guard. And we'll see what happens, and this might be the last time I get into making statements like this and just stay in my lane. (laughs) But he doesn't have the lateral quickness, um, and and Jordan struggles with that. So I don't think, you know, that's why I think that a a commitment to zone defense the rest of the way would be a really good idea for this team so they could actually just work on that every day and become a better zone team. Um, and oh, but on offense, McCaffrey is is a phenomenal passer. There's no doubt about that. He sees things in lanes that others may not see as easily or as naturally. So he can certainly help them there. I, I think it'll be interesting to see how teams play. I, I would pick him up at half court, and I would overextend and overplay him man to man until he gets down to around the three point line, and then I would back way off of him, and I would basically take away any any driving, which he's not going to do because he's not quick enough really to do that. And I would kind of clog up the middle. I would force him to shoot over me and make it. 
And I think he's going to see some of those approaches. And until he can, you know, show, prove that he can make that shot out there, uh, I think that that's what he'll see. And I think that he'll probably struggle with that overplay man the man out to half court. And then Iowa gets into its sets with 19, 20 seconds left in the shot clock. But we'll see. I, I've been wrong before, and I'm not a coach. So. We'll see what happens. Uh, talking uh, Hawks with John Miller, com. John, which of the two freshman bigs has a higher ceiling in your mind, Nunji or Garza? Garza, to me, looks as though maybe he's, you know, he's lost his place. His minutes seem to be slipping. Had a really nice day on Sunday against Southern uh, to maybe uh, you know uh, gain uh, gain his way back into McCaffrey's, uh, I don't know if they was in a doghouse, but maybe trust him a little bit more. Whose ceiling's higher, Nunji or Garza? Yeah, that, and that's a great question because you almost have to define is, is are we talking like college ceiling or NBA ceiling or pro ceiling? But I, I, I will stick with what I've been saying since I saw Nunji's highlight reel last winter. I, I've just been incredibly high on him. Uh, I, I think that he is a Jared Utah in the making, but with more of a nasty streak in him. Not that he's a mean guy, but, you know, Jared didn't really have any of that in him. I think that Nunji can just, uh, he has the complete skill set, and he's stronger than Utah was at this stage, and he's just a freshman. Garza did some things on Sunday that were very intriguing. He stepped out, he hit a 17 face, face up, he hit a three, he was very active around the rim. Here's what I've noticed on Garza so far. When he's playing against teams that are smaller than him, a.k.a. the three teams that have been ranked 300 or worse, uh, he dominates because he knows he's bigger and he plays much more aggressively. When he's gone up against, you know, like-sized competition or wider bodies from better teams, he's struggled a little bit. And that's to be expected from a freshman. I think that his numbers before all said and done, he'll average around seven to eight points a game and five to six rebounds a game. And as a true freshman season, that there's not many true freshmen in Iowa that have done that at the post. Uh, so I, I kind of think that Nunji's overall career statistical ceiling is higher than Garza's, but Garza next year probably makes the bigger jump, uh, and, and, and Nunji will be jumping too. Either way, these two guys are really, really good players, and I'm glad they're both on Iowa's team. I just think Garza's going to struggle in Big Ten play more than Nunji will. Well, speaking of Big Ten play, Michigan State continues to show like their national championship contender. Purdue has rebounded. Minnesota, they had their issues last night. John, after Michigan State, maybe Purdue, this league stinks. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot better than this. I mean, Minnesota lost at Nebraska. Um, that was a big-time shocker because I had them as like a preseason top 15 team. Um, Northwestern is off to, what, a 5-4 and four start. Mm-hmm. Wisconsin's 4-7, and seven, and, you know, they're probably, you know, they haven't been outside of the top four in the Big Ten since Bo Ryan got there which is like, what, 16, 17 years ago, that streak's going to come to an end more than likely uh, before this season's over. You know, Ohio State's probably a surprise in the other direction. Michigan's about what I thought they would be. Illinois is as well. Indiana, I mean, that Iowa not being what we thought, I think, hurts the profile of this league. The same with Northwestern. So, yeah, this, this league isn't as daunting, and maybe that's going to help Iowa be um, – you know, maybe a little better than what some of us are thinking now in the six to eight win read range, which is kind of where I'm at. Mm-hmm. I saw the Northwestern Chicago State halftime score. Did you guys see that? <laughs> Fifty-five to eight. 
<laughs> oh, man. Cougars night. are struggling this yeah, year. Yeah, I would say. Hey, John, last thing. Football, uh, Josie Jewell, Consensus All-American. Uh, I think we've had this discussion before, but uh, for those people who missed it, in the Ferentz defensive, you know, guys, uh, guys, guys that played on the defensive side of the football in the Ferentz era, Jewell has clearly elbowed his way into the conversation amongst the, the absolute best. Where do you rank him? Um, I mean, you know, it's kind of unfair to have to rank these guys, uh, but he's certainly one of the better uh, guys on that side of the football in the Ferentz era, without a doubt. Yeah, I mean, he's trying to put, you know, personal, not that I like carry on personal relationships with these guys, but I, you know, I got to know Greenway pretty well there and we still banner about on Twitter. So putting that aside, I think Jewel is the best linebacker of the Ferentz era. I think he's the most technically sound. Greenway was just a freak. And it, it, it's really, it, this is a difficult thing to do, even just, you know, putting all personal biases aside. You know, Abdul Hodge was really good. Um, Angerer. Pat Anger was fantastic. A.J. Eads mm-hmm. was uh, excellent. It's tough because they've had a lot of great linebackers, but I, I just, I think Jewel's the best, and I think he's the best linebacker I was had since Larry Station, uh, who was a senior in 1985, and that's saying something. And he, he's one of the most impactful defensive players in the Ferentz era, and that's saying even more when you bring in other positions uh, like Bob Sanders and Adrian Claiborne and Jonathan Babineau and Matt Roth. Just they've had a lot of great defensive players come through there, and Jewel is absolutely one of the best, I mean, maybe the most decorated they've ever had as far as national accolades are concerned. John, the other All-American, Joshua Jackson, coming out of nowhere to uh, get the award. Can you remember another season like that, a guy that barely plays and becomes this kind of star, putting together one season, it looks like it'll be one and done for him. Anything jump to your mind? I mean, not like national award. I mean, Alan Reisner, not Alan Reisner. Gosh, why can't I think of the kid from Prairie City Monroe, the tight end? Why is Brandon Myers. Yeah. yeah, Brandon Brandon Myers kind of like had that from his you know his senior year. He really stepped up and played his way into the NFL. He's still there, but not to the like the national first team All American list. No, from nowhere to first team All American. Um, I mean, you can go nowhere to third team. Nowhere to first mm-hmm. team. Mm-hmm. Uh, a nickelback to first. Remember, we started the season how much we were all worried about the loss of Manny Ragumba for the Wyoming game because he was Iowa's best cornerback. And Josh Jackson turns in one of the most spectacular individual seasons ever by an Iowa quarterback that, you know, on par, maybe eclipsed, maybe did it to what we saw just two years ago from Desmond King, who was absolutely making a lot of teams uh, wish they picked him a little higher in the NFL draft this year with how he's playing. No doubt. It. Speaking of Hawkeye linebackers, Kirksey, Hitchens, both making making big money in the NFL, and uh, they're not on that list, and that just goes to show you. John, great stuff. I uh, appreciate it, as always. Hopefully you'll find some time for us uh, next week. Thank you, John Absolutely. Miller. Absolutely. Take care. Bye-bye. Good to talk to you. John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. Kirksey and Hitchens and Morris. Morris yeah. collegiately at the time. I mean, James Morris was of the three. Probably the one you take before. Probably. I, well, think of Hitchens as junior year. He kept getting benched. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stay on the field. Right. And his senior year. That might be another guy that, of course, first team All-American. I mean, that's, no, it's, it's unheard of. Unheard of. To go from, you know, that guy that played wide receiver. Maybe he could make a mm-hmm. good cornerback. And talk of the job Phil Parker does. That might be... One of the more overlooked aspects of this nearly two-decade run of Kirk Ferentz, we talk about Norm Parker, we talk about offense because it's fun to talk about, but Phil Parker, as defensive backs coach and now coordinator, 
think of the guys that he has put into the league. Yeah. Nobody there's, highly there's decorated. Go through that list. Is there even the, the highest re- regarded recruit that they got was Jordan Bernstein, who actually got a shot by them. Yeah, with the Redskins, yeah. But it took him four years of college to finally mm-hmm. even get a shot at Iowa. Bradley Fletcher, two-star. Exactly. <laughs> and on and on. Micah Hyde, yeah. two-star. Bob Sanders. Micah Hyde just broke the bank last offseason. I don't know if there were Bob stars Sanders, for Bob Sanders. No. No, and we can play this the, game the for a long day. player of the year in the NFL, yeah. for crying out loud. Uh, let's take a timeout. We'll come back. Uh, we've got Tim Yotter on the Vikings. Speaking of All-Americans, we've got to save a couple of minutes at the end. Uh, Joel Lanning, recognized by uh, by one of the All-American teams, the football writers, I think, mm-hmm. kind of came up with a special uh, category, if you will, to to recognize Joel Lanning. Like, what he did, what he did is... It's unheard of. Yes. It's unheard. There were two unbelievable stories. Away from the 7-5 and five record and the turnaround and the wins over TCU and the win over Oklahoma, the, the Kempton landing story, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it was a special year in Ames, no doubt about that. Uh, we'll save a couple of minutes to talk about that before we get out of here. But a few minutes on the Vikings next and the walking wounded that is the Vikings offensive line. Tim Yotter coming up next when we return here for our final segment of a Tuesday on the Ken Miller Show. It's 1700 KBGG. Sunday night, Monday night, and Thursday night football from Westwood One, only on 1700 KBGG. Are you sick of the same old tired lunches, leftovers, bad drive through options? Food Dudes Delivery has your answer. Food Dudes delivers for restaurants that don't offer delivery all across the Des Moines metro. Order online at fooddudesdelivery.com and get out of the lunch rut today with Food Dudes Delivery. Place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. That's fooddudesdelivery.com. Hello from all of us at Susan G. Komen, Greater Iowa. My name is Stephanie, and I am the new Marketing and Development Director located right here in our West Des Moines office location. We want to send out a huge thank you to each and every one of you who have supported Komen throughout 2017 with your participation in our events, fundraising efforts, and volunteerism. Without you, we cannot realize a world without breast cancer. On behalf of all of us at Komen, Greater Iowa, we wish you happy holidays and hope to see you all on February 10th at the 5th Annual Pink in the Rink, hosted by the Iowa Wild. Visit our website at comangreateriowa.org to purchase your tickets today. The holidays are a wonderful time of year, made even more wonderful when you're able to get all your packages out on time. So this holiday, ship them at Staples and get 10% off UPS shipping services. Staples is open seven days a week and has all the mailing and shipping supplies you need. Staples. Shop, ship, smile. And right now, get 10% off UPS shipping services. Valid through 12-30-17. Exclusions apply. See associate for details. 1908 Draft House is the Metro's favorite sports bar. Dedicated to fans of Chicago baseball, University of Iowa, Iowa State, college basketball, and football. 1908 Draft House serves yummy food in a great sports atmosphere with tons of TVs. With locations in Johnston, Waukee, and Des Moines. And now, opening their fourth Metro location in West Des Moines at 50th and EP True. Perfect for lunch, happy hour, dinner, or just to watch the game. Meet your friends at a 1908 near you today. This is Jake Sweezy from 1700 KBGG. In a car crash, unbuckled passengers can become projectiles and increase the risk of hurting or killing others in the car by 40%. Make zero fatalities your goal. Buckle up every seat, every time. 
Here's a list of reasons why AT&T prepaid is the perfect holiday gift, according to Marshall and Viv. When you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. And when you switch to AT&T prepaid, you get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. I said that. Happy holidays? AT&T prepaid has no annual contracts. It's going on my holiday list for sure. And AT&T's reliable network. The AT&T network. There's no hidden fees. No credit checks. No compromises. No strings attached. AT&T prepaid has plans for people who like great deals. Plans for people who love gift giving. Flexibility. Reliability. All the abilities. AT&T prepaid is for people in places where it snows a lot, like Syracuse. And plans for people in places where it snows not a lot, like Miami. I love snow. That makes one of us. The list is long. Really long. This holiday season, switch to AT&T prepaid to get a new ZTE Maven 3 smartphone for free. And all the advantages of AT&T's reliable network with no compromises. In stores or at att.com slash prepaid. Limited time offer available at participating AT&T stores. Requires new line of service, $45, $65 plan, and auto pay. Reliable network claim for third-party sources, fees, coverage, and other restrictions apply. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time. Time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. That's 515-650-1358. Season's greetings and a big thank you to all the donors of Children and Families of Iowa. CFI provides valuable services to children and their families who are struggling with life's challenges, regardless of their financial situations. This holiday season, please consider making a charitable gift of your support to CFI. Your partnership in restoring hope will make a difference in the lives of individuals working and living in Iowa. Visit cfiowa.org for more information or to make a gift online. You ever wonder what you look like with a full, natural head of hair? We'll find out. Mr. Executive lets you try before you buy. Get real hair again and a lease with options. Mr. Executive offers a 90-day lease for just $200. At the end of 90 days, if you decide to keep your new hair, the initial investment goes toward the purchase price. Look, don't spend any more money on potions and lotions that don't work. Check the latest in hair replacement online at mrexecutive.com or call 274-4049. Mr. Executive, 70th and University in Windsor Heights. Real sports talk for real sports fans. Back to Miller and Condon on 1700 KBGG. Ken Miller Show, 1700 KBGG. Final segment of a Tuesday. Tomorrow, David Kaplan will be here, courtesy of our friends at heartlandflags.com. We'll catch up on the uh, Chicago scene with the Cap Man. Let's head north, shall we, up to the Twin Cities, vikingupdate.com. Tim Yotter, uh, good enough to give us a few minutes as we catch up on the Minnesota Vikings who had their winning streak snapped uh, in Carolina uh, this past Sunday. Tim, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How's things? Uh, going well. Just starting to get a little flurries here in Minneapolis. So, uh, winter. Winter's here. 
Yeah, not here yet, Touchwood. We uh, have been able to avoid the snow thus far. Uh, the Vikings have been uh, able to, uh, for the most part, uh, you know, with other than Dalvin Cook, really avoid the injury bug. But they got it. Seems like a lot of little nagging things uh, with this offensive line. Riley Reef leaves in a walking boot. Elfline can't answer the bell. The terrific rookie season that he's having out of Ohio State at center. Uh, of course, Remmers on the right side at right tackle. He's missed a few games. All of a sudden, the injury are taking their toll in particular on that offensive line, Tim. Yeah, and there's a bit of feeling about here we go again after last year starting so well, and then you know all those injuries added up too. But no doubt uh, the reef injury was significant uh, for the Vikings. And really going back and watching the film of this of this game, I think the, the absence of Pat Elfline at center made a huge difference for the Vikings. You know, through most of that game, and then Reef going out uh, midway through the third quarter uh, also hurt as well. But just looking at how they handled some of the blitzes that Carolina threw at them, it it just didn't look like uh, you know they were on assignment all the time. And I I think Elfline has a big big part in doing that. Because of what they went through a year ago, are they better equipped at the very least to understand? what you can at least try. I mean, you lose offensive linemen. There's not a whole lot that you can do. But because of last year, could at least give them a leg up compared to most NFL teams? Well, um, I I would say this. I think, you know, being in the position they're at right now, which is on the doorstep of clinching at least a playoff spot, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that that helps them out because Reef, we're not really sure exactly how long uh, he's going to be out found it interesting the Vikings just announced they, they signed an offensive tackle to their practice squad. So that may be sort of an insurance move. But, um, you know, I would expect that, that it's going to be dicey if, if they can get Reef back uh, this Sunday or not. And I think we saw some of the difference in trying to play right tackle versus left tackle when Rashad Hill had to move over to left tackle when, uh, when Reef was out. So, I don't know that they're necessarily better equipped. I think their their front five has certainly been better than their front five was last year, but you know the depth is still very young and inexperienced there. So it could be some growing pains for them if they have to deal with this for much longer. Uh, to the defensive side of the ball, uh, Xavier Rhodes is an absolute lockdown, shutdown corner. I thought Trey Waynes maybe had one of his better games as a Viking this past week in Carolina. Was I seeing things? Did you think Waynes played well? Yeah, no, I did. I, I think, um, you know, he's had probably four or five games like that this year where you go, okay, he's, he seems like he's starting to put it together, and then he may have a game where he gets down on himself. And I, I've talked about this, I think, with you before. He he does have that tendency to, to kind of go in a shell almost after a couple of, of receptions against him. But I think he the more time he's getting on the field, and this year it's been a full-time duty for him, I think that's helping him out to understand that you know no cornerback is going to shut down absolutely every receiver every week, and so the more comfortable he gets in Zimmer's system and dealing with the changes or the adjustments that are needed on a play-to-play basis, the better I think he's playing. And and I did think that you know last week was a very good game for him. No, there's hysteria always with the Vikings. Whenever the Vikings are good, just what happens in Minnesota and Minneapolis, we, we see it down here. But 
with the injury to Wentz, even in a loss, did did it maybe even ratchet up a little bit? Or did the injuries that we talked about along the offensive line maybe dissipate some of the excitement out there? Well, I mean, if you're talking among the players, certainly none of them are going to come out and say, oh, boy, it's a great thing for us that, that another player in the NFL got hurt. But, you know, realistically, I mean, even if you look at, at the odds makers, you know, I, I get these odds every week that are sent to me. And, and you know, the week before, uh, Philadelphia is considered the favorite in the NFC. And then despite Philadelphia winning and the Vikings losing, because the Eagles lost once, the Vikings are now the favorite in the NFC. So, um, I, I, you know, in my mind, the offensive line is still going to be the key for this. I've been saying it since the end of last season. If they can fix that, they can be a very good team, and they've proven that this year. But, you know, if it's an extended absence for Riley Reef, if Pat Elfline is going to miss any more games, you know, then things get really dicey again. But you know, as of now, if, if that offensive line can be intact at least for, say, two of these last three games and they can earn some sort of home, home field advantage, then I, you know, I think they are one of the favorites in the NFC. And frankly, I don't see a team throughout the NFL that would say, that I would look at and say, oh, yeah, the Vikings, I don't know if they can handle them because I think we've seen the, the, Steelers the past few weeks have looked like they are uneven at times. Mm-hmm. The Patriots as well. You know, Monday night <laughs> getting beat by the Dolphins was not a good look. It wasn't a good look for Tom Brady. Granted, he didn't have Rob Gronkowski, but also that defense isn't what it used to be. No doubt about it. And I kept uh, been listening to uh, McDonough and Gruden talk about this guy just came off the street a couple of weeks ago. I had no idea who that defense was for the Patriots in a lot of those positions. Help me out with this one. Last thing for Tim Yotter, VikingUpdate.com. Home to Bengals, at Packers, home to Bears to, to wrap things up. The most difficult game is, I would think, on the road against against the Packers. Maybe you disagree with me. So what is the most difficult of the three? And then is there any update in the Twin Cities on Aaron Rodgers, because the Packers, who promised something today, have yet, to, at least that I've seen, say anything about their franchise quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the only thing that, that I've heard is uh, NFL media had a report that um, although Rodgers could play, um, there are some voices that want them to be conservative, kind of weighing the risks versus the rewards, given that you know even if he comes back and they, they rattle off three straight wins, that doesn't really guarantee that the the Packers are going to end up in the playoffs because the NFC has has so many good eight, nine, ten win teams ahead of them, and so that that would be the only um, you know the only sticking point. Um, but I I would agree with you. I think on the road at Green Bay, especially if Rodgers is back, is their toughest game. If he is not back, then you know maybe the Bengals at home are close to playing the Packers on the road, I don't know. I I just think going on the road again is, is going to be tough. But, uh, you know, the Vikings did very well when they had three straight on the road and won two out of those three all against playoff caliber teams. Timmy Otter, VikingUpdate.com. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate it. Okay, sounds good. Thanks. Talk to you down the road, Timmy Otter. VikingUpdate.com. Nothing on Rodgers. Um, Still? I don't know, Trent. I haven't seen. I haven't seen anything. I don't know what the what the situation. I think the Vikings are going to get the one seed. I do. Don't wow, you? I do. The one seed. Yeah. Last three: Bengals, Bengals, Packers, Bears. Bears. 
Well, two of them are wins for sure. I would think. You would think. At Pack? Hunley? Well, maybe. I mean, Aaron Rodgers has to win in Carolina first game back, if he is back. Right. That's this week against defense. Do they just shut him down then if they lose? Yes. Uh, I think the answer is yes. And, and I think they're really weighing whether it's it's worth it to bring them back at this point. They're going to have to run the table. Mm-hmm. We're not sure that they can. No. Panthers, Vikings, Lions for them. Lions still very much in the, mathematically in the hunt in this thing. Um, and, and look at this this Carolina defense. They can get after you. Yes. Is that what you want to Aaron Rodgers to who's not maybe not going to be quite a hundred percent? Him being chased around by that defense, those linebackers will get after you. Outside of Bakhtiari, uh, that offensive line is There's not another thing, right? Elite, mm-hmm. but boy, is he good. No, he's a star. Oh, he's a star, and he's in the right pay. That's where you want him on your left tackle. Philadelphia has at Giants, home mm. to Raiders, home to Cowboys. It's pretty good. Well, two divisional games. So you know the Giants, although they don't have the manpower, and mm. that game's in New York. I, I still, the Giants are done. Raiders will be playing for what? Nothing. And that game is Christmas night. Raiders playing for nothing at that point? Probably so. How do the Raiders not show up against Kansas City? I have no idea. You finally are back in contention. And they were six and six. They're tied for the identical records. Three you don't teams. Sh- no. The, the NFL, year after year, right. week after week, it baffles me. Or Chiefs' best corner, sidelined, suspended. Yeah. Let's get down 26 nothing. Right. And then the Cowboys, home to the Cowboys to wrap it up. Now, look, the Cowboys are done, but. Maybe. They're 7-6. and six, mm. Just They're 7-6, and six, just like the Packers and Lions. So what, what do the Cowboys have left other than the Eagles to wrap things up? What's their last? Their last Raiders this week. Yeah. Sunday night football. Okay. Seattle at home. Not going to win that game. At Eagles. Well, they'll get some tiebreakers if they do. Boy, that that three pad. That's a tough way to end the season. Yes. Raiders in a fight. Seahawks in a fight. Eagles in a fight. There's no giving. There's no layup for the Cowboys. Nobody cares. Nobody feels bad. Nope. Not very many people, anyways. I feel bad. We're out of time because I enjoyed fast. this two hours. It was every it did go fast. single day. Ken. Uh, David Kaplan, Bill Bender, Nico Medved. Maybe we heard back from Drake. They are efforting getting yes. the Drake coach in the one o'clock hour tomorrow. We uh, we hope we can um, we get him because it's yeah. it's a good story. They're writing a good story over on Forest Avenue. Uh, Hawkeye Huddle today, five to six. You and Jimmy B for an hour have what? Uh, we'll be talking with Alex Halstead as we normally do on Tuesdays. Get the cyclone perspective before the Hawkeye Huddle, and uh, gonna take Jimmy B to a trip to the Cannon ah. Casino. Got some uh, interesting numbers I was going to throw Jimmy B's way at about 440 today. Look forward to that. We're back tomorrow at noon. Appreciate you listening, folks. It's the Ken Miller Show, Monday through Friday, noon to 2 on 1700 KBGG. Your home and away voice for UNI football, 1700 KBGG. Black and Cardinal Divide is the first website dedicated to the Cyhawk rivalry. We cover both the Hawkeyes and the Cyclones. This is Cody, and I cover Iowa State. And I'm Derek, his younger brother, who covers the Hawkeyes. We'd like to encourage you to jump over to bcdivide.com. Tune in Wednesdays and Thursday nights as we will talk all things Cyclones and Hawkeyes. Jump over to bcdivide.com. Join us for daily banter and our social media pages at bcdivide. As brothers and fans of different teams, we grew up with a heated Cyhawk rivalry within our own family. Join us at bcdivide.com to embrace the rivalry. 
college basketball event in the Midwest. The Hy-Vee Classic returns to Wells Fargo Arena in Des Moines Saturday, December 16th. See the Iowa Hawkeyes take on the Drake Bulldogs at 1 p.m., followed by the Iowa State Cyclones and the UNI Panthers at 3.30. Tickets are available now at hyveeticks.com, the Wells Fargo Arena box office, any Des Moines or Ames Hy-Vee location, or by calling 844-55-HY-VEE. It's the 12 Deals of Christmas. Log on to 1700kbgg.com. Click on the 12 Deals of Christmas banner and purchase the deals you want with half-off gift certificates at Cute Smokehouse, the winners of TLC's Barbecue Pitmasters Season 2. Cute Smokehouse always has daily specials and made-from-scratch sides and excellent barbecue, too. Find them at 245 East Hickman in Waukee across from Dairy Queen online at KUEDSmokehouse.com. The Home Plate Diner, serving the best comfort food around. We offer homemade specials daily and breakfast is served all day. Two Tuesdays, kids eat free, and Thursdays is free pie day. Two locations to serve you across from the fairgrounds on 30th Street and on Northeast 14th Street, a block north of Euclid. Shorty's Barbecue is full Texas flavor, Iowa nice. Savor their southern-style, all-wood smoke authentic barbecue. No gas, no reheating, just mouth-smacking, 100% full-bodied smoke flavor. Shorty's Barbecue, now open behind McDonald's on Northwest 86th Street in Johnson. Online at shoreesbbq.com. It's the 12 deals of Christmas at 1700kbgg.com. For many businesses, hiring is tough. You want access to highly qualified candidates fast. And you don't want to sign a long-term contract or pay upfront fees. That's why you need Indeed.com, delivering six times more hires than any other job site, according to independent research. Indeed is offering new users a $50 credit to give their first job post premium visibility as a sponsored job. Redeem this offer at Indeed.com slash credit. That's Indeed.com slash credit. Terms, conditions, and quality standards apply. It's time for some straight talk. You have their unlimited plan. So why do you keep running out of high-speed data? Never run out again with Straight Talk's new Ultimate Unlimited plan. Get all the 4G LTE data you want, all high speed, and all for just 55 bucks a month on America's largest, most dependable 4G LTE networks, only from Straight Talk Wireless, only at Walmart. Video typically streams at DVD quality. Please refer always to the latest terms and conditions of service at straighttalk.com. The holidays are around the corner, a merry time filled with family traditions and festive celebrations. But it's a hard season for those who have recently lost a loved one. You can help. Manda the Panda needs donations for its Cheer Box program, which delivers a box of gifts to families experiencing their first holiday season after the death of a loved one. Visit amandathepanda.org or call 515-223-HUGS for a list of needed items 